You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast episode 563 on Flopcast.net. Yes, yes, hello, Cornflake. Hey, hey. Hi, Kevin. Cornflake's back. We said you'd be back this week, and here you are. You're back. I am so glad that I managed to live up to the hype and actually return. A lot of hype this week. (laughs) (laughs) Those Super Bowl ads that we took out, they cost millions of dollars, but just to hype the fact that you were coming back this week, I think it was worth it. It really created a buzz around this week's show. Well, that's because you know how to make them fun, and that's what everybody wants in a Super Bowl commercial. I'm sure you used cute puppies and Budweiser Clydesdale horses, right? Not quite. We booked a Slim Goodbody, that creepy guy in the suit of organs, to uh, plug the flop cast during the Super Bowl. Works for me. I love me some Slim Goodbody. Yeah, I think it really freaked everybody out, but it was worth the $8 million, I assure you. Cornflake is back. We're getting back to our Weird Al game, which we uh, put on hold for the last couple of shows. Weird Al game part two tonight. But first, Corn Flake, what is National Whatever Day? National Whatever Day! Kevin, he's still alive and he's turning 95 on February 22nd. It is going to be Paul Dooley's birthday. Paul is that Peter, Paul, and Mary? Not that Paul. Okay. Well, in that case, I have. I took a guess. I took a shot. I don't know who Paul Dooley is. Well, I think you're going to appreciate him once you realize who he is, because he is the creator and one of the head writers of The Electric Company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. He created The Electric Company. Isn't that cool? I, I'm a fan of The Electric Company, but I, I could not have told you the name of the creator. You'll know that you've you've seen this guy before, though, because he was also the dad in 16 Candles. He was the one who played oh. Jim Baker. That's Paul Dooley. Okay. I don't really remember exactly what the dad in 16 Candles looked like, but I've certainly seen him then because I've certainly seen that movie relatively recently. I watched that like maybe five years ago or so. Getting your Molly Ringwald fix. What a super problematic movie that turned out to be. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Has not aged well, but I'm sure Paul Dooley has aged well. He he wasn't part of the problem in that movie. (laughs) No, he was just a dad that forgot his daughter's birthday. Other than forgetting the teenage daughter's birthday, yeah. That was the least of their problems (laughs) in Sixteen Candles. He was also Uncle Claude Elsinore, the bumbling uncle in Strange Brew, which we talked about on the show a few years back. So this is a guy that created a uh, 70s kids educational show, but then did a lot of acting as well. Yeah, and up until relatively recently, too. I mean, it's things like he's a voice in Cars 3. Like, this is a guy that has been in so many different things. He was a character on the TV show ALF. Do you remember a character named Wizard? 
was not a recurring character, but he was there for a few episodes. All right. I take it you don't remember Wizzer. I do not remember the subtle uh, occasional supporting characters from Elf, no. <laughs> but you remember Mrs. Mrs. Akmonic, right? Yeah, we talked about her uh, in our memorial show. She was Jerry Seinfeld's mother on Seinfeld also. That's correct. So this guy worked with a, at least a couple of people from our memorial show because Irene Cara was on Electric Company. Oh, that's cool. What a small world. Yeah. When she was just a kid in the 70s, she was part of the, the kids uh, singing group Short Circus on the Electric Company. He was also in some of the Christopher Guest movies as well, like Mighty Wind. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, this guy has been everywhere, but you know what I think he will be remembered for someday, if I had to guess? There's yet something else that he's best known for? Oh, not best known for, but I hope this is what everybody, someday in the future, when they think of Paul Dooley, I hope they think... Long term, this is what he's going to be remembered for. What is it? I want him to be remembered for his character, Uncle Morty, on the TV show Bizardvark. I've never heard of that. But I think you're right. That's the one they're going to remember him for. Yes, because it's like an aardvark, but it's bizarre. Yeah. Well, you stumped me with uh, Whatever Day this week. I had no idea who Paul Dooley was, but it turns out I've seen him in many things, and I'm certainly a fan of his work in the uh, nasty world of kids' TV and the nasty world of aardvarks. So happy birthday <laughs> at 95, sure, to uh, Paul Dooley, who did not perform with Peter, Paul, and Mary. He did not. Paul Stuckey. That was the Peter, Paul, and Mary guy. Yeah. Yeah. I see why you thought it now. Stuckey. How did I remember that? I don't know. I feel like I, I like I was a fan of Peter, Paul, and Mary. I feel like I should have remembered that. I don't know Peter's name. I don't know Mary's name, but somehow I remembered Stuckey. Anyway, happy birthday, Paul Dooley. And let's move on, Cornflake, because we got to get back to the Weird Al game. We do. Round Two. Weird Al game part two. This is a game that we invented three weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, for part one, you got to roll all the way back to, I guess it must have been episode 560 for part one. The premise is very simple and very stupid. We're just trying to guess what each other's favorite Weird Al songs are from each of his uh, studio albums. Uh, Weird Al has released 14 albums over his uh, long, amazing career, and so we just split the list in half. We went through the first seven albums last time, so this time, the last seven Weird Al records. We have each prepared a list of our favorite song for each album, plus two runner-up songs. And we will attempt to guess each other's favorite songs. If we hit the correct favorite song, that's worth three points. If we hit a runner-up, that's worth one point. I was awful at this last time. We'll see if I've gotten any better. In fairness, I was not much better than you, Kevin. You did really well last week. <laughs> Only compared to you, I feel. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I was very impressed by your performance last time. And we're going to jump into this. We're in the uh, middle of the nasty 1990s. 1993 was the year Alapalooza was the album. I loved this album. Yeah, this may be my least favorite album, if not the one before oh. it, <laughs> I think. Because, again, we talked about this last time with the Off the Deep End album. It's just pop music had gotten so annoying to me personally. And so a lot of the songs that Weird Al was doing parodies of 
I found pretty horrible. <laughs> Whereas I was just popular music at the time. I was just eating it up. It was a rough few years. Well, how did we do this? Did you guess first? I guessed first last time. So do you want to guess first this time? No, I want you to keep guessing first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost didn't even offer you. I was going to be like, oh, you should go first. It worked so well for me last time. I'm on a roll. <laughs> All right, so you're going to have me guess your favorite song off of this album. And I got to tell you, this part was tough. I mean, I was dangerously close to picking Harvey the Wonder Hamster because, man, that is a catchy tune. But I am going to go with Young, Dumb, and Ugly. That is not on my list. At all? Okay. Young, Dumb, and Ugly is sort of like a hair metal kind of a song. Yeah. Or I guess maybe even going for ACDC with the, the vocals. He was he was doing that kind of screeching, super high ACDC kind of voice. Yeah. I, I mean, my choices here were slim, so I went with the approximation of hair metal. Yeah. It's a funny song, but that, that voice is a lot to... Uh, to take. Fair enough. That would not place among my favorites. For my favorite, I went with uh, the REM style parody, Frank's 2000-inch TV. Ah. Which just, it really sounds lovely. Like, he really wrote a beautiful song. <laughs> really captured the REM sound, I think. And it's just a song about a guy with a giant TV set. Now, he'd done an actual parody of REM earlier, right? He did, he did a Spam. That's right. And that... That song is great. <laughs> parody of R.E.M. Stand. This was just a style parody. My runners up were uh, She Never Told Me She Was a Mime. Oh, I almost guessed that one. Yeah, which, I mean, goofy little song, but I just, that, that title just kills me. What a clever <laughs> turn of phrase. She never told me she was a mime. And so that, that was enough to qualify. <laughs> Again, it was not my favorite album. Good enough to get on my runner-up list. And then I also went with Waffle King. Oh, of course, a style parody of Peter Gabriel. Well, it, it's a style parody of Peter Gabriel, just barely. You, it kind of has a little hint of Sledgehammer, but just a goofy song about a guy that makes waffles. What's not to love? I like a waffle. Me too. Although I rarely have a waffle. I think it's been years. <laughs> I eat waffles pretty much every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Are you the waffle king? <laughs> The song about you, it turns out. I'm the waffle flake. <laughs> Pretty much the only waffle I would ever get is like at a cheapo hotel with the breakfast buffet, the lobby waffle. Oh, yeah. I was a fan of the lobby waffle. Well, when I go out, I don't get waffles and I've not been out to breakfast in ages myself. Yeah, you just find them in the yard? I do. They're out there. Uh, occasionally, I have to put a ladder to a tree and climb up a ways before yeah. I can get, you know, the good waffles that have seen the sun. You shake the branches. <laughs> yeah, shake the branches. <laughs> shake them out. Yep. I like the uh, hotel lobby waffle because I like how it's a, it's a do-it-yourself project. <laughs> Some assembly required. You're dealing with that big, heavy, blazing hot contraption that flips over. There's that weird dispenser that spits out the little plastic cup of batter. <laughs> you dump it in the thing, and then the countdown begins. And that's what I love. We've talked about this before, I think, that that big digital readout with the giant red numbers. They make it so dramatic, the countdown to waffle time. Yeah. Just the urgency, the drama. <laughs> I keep expecting uh, Kiefer Sutherland to come crashing into the hotel to defuse the lobby waffle. It's true. Which which wire do you cut when the waffle has gone awry? So, 
<laughs> so I always enjoyed the Lobby Waffle, and so Waffle King made the list. So uh, a strikeout for Cornflake. Big old zilch for me. So now it's this is my big chance to pull ahead, and uh, I'm sticking with my original guess, although uh, I feel like I've already lost. But I, I went with Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Didn't make my list. Yeah. As I was saying it, I knew I had failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think it's great. And it's a song that sticks in my head. I've even convinced people. Did I tell you about the time that I convinced someone that a road in Manchester called Harvey Road was named for Harvey the Wonder Hamster? Oh, and they believed you? They did. For years. <laughs> for years. <laughs> for years. Yeah, it's just this little nothing road that's near the, the airport. We drove by it. And I said, hey, do you see that? That's Harvey Road. That's named for Harvey the Wonder Hamster. <laughs> it was the guy I was dating at the time. He believed me. <laughs> mm, okay. Not a deep thinker, this gentleman? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, he was dating me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, come on. Now. What was your favorite song from this record? Well, prepare for a shocker, Kevin. Yeah. Because... I was trying not to give it away as you were going on about the song, but I really love Frank's 2,000-inch TV. Ah, okay. Oh, so you were playing it cool while I was uh, raving about that song. So we had a match then. We did have a match for our absolute favorite from this album. I love the sound and the stylings of the song. I love that it's a style parody of R.E.M. I love that it's a guy with a big old TV that he lets everybody in town watch. What were your runner-up songs from Alapalooza? I was big into Aerosmith at the time, so living in the fridge. <laughs> sure. I also really enjoyed Bedrock Anthem because that Red Hot Chili Peppers was another favorite band of mine. It's a Chili Pepper parody about the Flintstones of course. Let's move along. We're both at zero. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go. We got a long way to go. 1996 brought us Bad Hair Day. Cornflake, what was my favorite song on the Bad Hair Day album? Tough call. But I am going to guess that it was Syndicated Inc. That's a runner up. Yes! Wow, nicely done. That Soul Asylum in there. This is a parody of Misery by Soul Asylum, which is kind of a lost song, I think. I feel like people have forgotten all about that song. Not me. That was my anthem as a teenager. <laughs> I know they used it in Clerks 2. At the very end of Clerks 2, that's the song they play, and it was very effective in that final scene. But yeah, Weird Al just made it about TV. It's, it's one of his many songs about watching TV, syndicated, incorporated. So nicely done. What were the other ones, though? I got to know. My other runner-up was I'm So Sick of You, a, a subtle style parody. Uh, I'm So Sick of You has a little hint of uh, kind of early Elvis Costello in the attractions. You can hear some like Elvis Costello pump it up. You can hear that in the, in the bass and in the keyboards especially. See, I wouldn't, until you pointed that out, I wouldn't have guessed. It's subtle, but as a Costello nut... That was enough to <laughs> to make that one among my favorites from this record. But my very favorite is Everything You Know Is Wrong, the They Might Be Giants style parody. Ooh. I did not initially know that this was a They Might Be Giants style parody. I, I find that one to be not subtle at all. <laughs> that one hit me immediately as, oh, he's doing They Might Be Giants. Because I thought it was just a wacky song. It's a good one. It's fun. My guess for you, and I'm not quite sure why, I guess just because I'm, I'm just assuming for some reason that you were a fan of TLC, so I'm going with the TLC Waterfalls parody, Phony Calls. 
a parody that was very well done, in yeah. my opinion. And so it is a runner up for oh, me. So good job. You're me. on the board. Scoring a point. We're tied. That sure didn't happen last time. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Maybe the playing field is a little more even now. Who can say? But uh, I thought TLC Waterfalls was a great song. Not a song that I enjoyed. I was not into TLC, although I knew the song, at least. I wasn't so out of touch yet <laughs> that it was completely off my radar. I knew TLC. And in the Weird Al parody, there's even a little hint of Bart Simpson. He pops up. Yeah. You actually hear Bart making a prank call, prank call to uh, Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons. So that was fun. It was a good time. But what was your actual favorite? Well, I've been known to do this song at karaoke, if I can find it. Oh. And it's uh, Gump. 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 And I wasn't even that big of a fan of the presidents of the United States of America, although I think they're quite good. And I think my appreciation of them has grown over time. And I was not a big fan of Forrest Gump. I've seen it maybe once. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Once was enough. Once was enough. I just wanted to be able to catch all the the jokes in in the pop culture references. That was basically why I watched it. But I, I love singing... Gump, if I get a chance to. And, you know, right before they kick me out at the karaoke bar, I love singing Gump. So that was my number one choice. How far into Gump do you get before they give you the hook and drag you out and toss you into the alley behind the uh, karaoke bar? Depends on how much alcohol they've had. (laughs) Have you ever made it to the chorus? No. That's a no. Yeah, I assume. (laughs) What was your other runner-up? Because I thought it was really well done and it's enduring. Amish Paradise. Oh, okay. Sure. That's certainly one of... Mad respect. Certainly a a big song in the uh, Yankovic catalog. Let's jump ahead to Running With Scissors. The year was 1999. This was a big record, a monster tour. What was my favorite song from Running With Scissors? This one's a little harder. I'm going to say your favorite song is The Saga Begins. Saga Begins did not make my list. That's the uh, Star Wars-themed parody of American Pie. A big major song for Weird Al, of course, and the the finale of his uh, live shows uh, ever since, (laughs) pretty much. But And it's great. It's fine. Didn't make my list. No, my favorite was your horoscope for today. Really? Yeah. A, a, a ska style parody. It's a ska song. I like some ska. You know, I'm a Boston's fan, certainly. Mighty, mighty Boston's. Well, I know you're a big fan of horoscopes. Yeah, sure. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the horoscope. You know, nothing freaks me out like people that still believe in astrology. My runners up were Jerry Springer, which is the uh, Bare Naked Ladies parody of One Week. Yeah, One Week in and of itself is not easy to to keep up with lyrically. And he made a whole parody to it, which is pretty far out. Very impressive job lyrically. Very funny song, just about all the crazy, trashy nonsense that happened on the old Jerry Springer talk show. My other runner-up was Germs, which was a Nine Inch Nails style parody. It just sounded so cool, you know, so he really Mm. captured... Nine Inch Nails, and and, uh, I'm something of a germaphobe myself, so I can relate. (laughs) So those were my picks. It is time for me to guess your favorite, and it's going to be a rerun of one of my favorites, because you're just such a Bare Naked Ladies super fan, I cannot resist guessing that your favorite is Jerry Springer. 
I am so sorry, Kevin. Um, not even a, a runner-up? Not even a runner-up, oh, no. Here's, here's where I start to go down in flames. Oh, I dislike Jerry Springer that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I apologize. Well, Kevin, we have another match because my absolute favorite from this album is your horoscope for today. Oh, okay. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I feel like all horoscopes should be written by Weird Al. What are your runner-up songs from Running With Scissors? I feel like I'm going to get judged for this, but one of my runners-up was Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, which was the Offspring cover. Yeah, that just sounds so obnoxious that I can't deal with it. And Albuquerque. <laughs> oh, sure. It's long and weird. And it is uh, so creative. Sure. A fine, fine pick. Does that make up for the fact that I also like the Offspring parody? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that all balances out now. Everything's okay. I did a 5K race a few years ago, and just I was randomly assigned for my racing bib number 27. And I was so excited because that's the number, of course, that Al wears as his racing bib on the cover of the Running With Scissors album. That is the Weird Al number. And I made a point of bringing scissors to the race to celebrate. That's so amazing. Although I did not actually run with them. I was going to say, did you hold them properly? (laughs) (laughs) We took a quick photo at the starting line. And then I just, you know, threw the scissors high up in the air and uh, took off. And I assume everything was fine. Let's move on. Up next, we have 2003, the album Poodle Hat. I want to go ahead and say that my all-time favorite Weird Al song is on this album. Wow. So the stakes are high, Kevin. But I have to guess your favorite first. Yeah. Meanwhile, now I'm freaking out. (laughs) What's my favorite from Poodle Hat? What do you think? Ooh, was it the Benfold style parody or was it the Billy Joel parody? That was the toss-up for you, Kevin, out of all of these. So I'm going to say, why does this always happen to me? was your favorite. Why does this always happen to me? Yeah, that is a a bit of a Ben Folds style parody. Again, kind of subtle. A fun song, certainly. Did not make my list. At all. Oh, going to be kicking myself. Number one spot, I ended up going with Hardware Store. Good one. Just because it's such a magnificent achievement just from a from a production standpoint from an arrangement standpoint it's so much fun with the instruments and the hardware the tool sounds going through it and the background vocals and it's pretty funny at the same time good enough to uh go to the top of my list for poodle hat runners up include uh, ebay it's a good one backstreet boys parody ebay yeah very very funny so well done and i also picked bob The Bob Dylan style parody. It seems so obvious in retrospect, you know, (laughs) but it's a song called Bob in the style of Bob Dylan. And it's just a bunch of palindromes. That it is. Which Bob is. That's why the song is just called Bob. Yes. Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Yes. It's just a bunch of palindromes like that. That's fun. Now... What was your favorite? What's your all-time favorite Weird Al song? This is freaking me out now. It's on this record. I'm looking over the whole list now. I'm just going to go with the one that I originally wrote down without the knowledge that it's your very favorite from all of Weird Al songs. The one that I picked when I made this list was eBay. It's a good one. I'll give you that, but it's not on my list. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, what in the world is it? I'll tell you what is on my list. Okay. Well, the runner-up 
Hardware Store. I'm oh. with you all the way on that one. I love that song. My other runner-up is a complicated song. <laughs> yeah, Avril Lavigne. Can't fault me for loving <laughs> some Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yes. That was the other one that was a runner-up for me. Mm-hmm. But my all-time favorite Weird Al song is Wanna Be Your Lover. Oh, wow. Weird. <laughs> I love okay. the sound. Plus, I love how Al works the audience when he performs that song live. Yeah, that became a highlight of the live show where he'd put on his sleazy lounge kind of outfit jacket and stuff and slink through the audience, making inappropriate comments to everybody (laughs) in the audience. (laughs) For me, that's a good time. (laughs) Sure. Your all-time favorite. Wow. Want to be your lover. Okay. Why not? Uh, We are not doing well, either one of us, but let's move on. (laughs) Let's see what happens next. We're going to the year 2006 and the album Straight Outta Linwood. And it just keeps getting harder because I cannot imagine you liked many, if any, of the original songs that the parodies were based on for this. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting into the era where a lot of the songs that Al is doing parodies of, I didn't even recognize at all. What do you think? What could possibly be my favorite on this album? Don't download the song? That's a runner-up. Yes! That's a point for Cornflake. But there is at least one song on this album that you like better, but I'm I'm curious to hear about your other choices. (laughs) Well, I went with for my very favorite, Close But No Cigar. Oh, good one. Which I I learned later on, it's a style parody of the band Cake, which I know nothing about. Yeah, some of the percussion in the song gives it away. Okay, does Cake use that rattling thing? Yes, a lot. (laughs) I know we've talked about that rattling thing that I always forget what it's called, but there's that thing that you whack and it makes the the rattle sound. Uh, Close But No Cigar, that ended up being my favorite from Straight Outta Linwood. My other runner-up was White and Nerdy. I guess that would have been a safe one to guess. Yeah, it's a parody of a song that I don't think I've ever heard the original. <laughs> I only know the parody version, but uh, very funny. I like the video. It has Donny Osmond running around in it. That is so great. Don't Download the Song was a style parody, pretty much of, of We Are the World. It's, <laughs> it's a USA for Africa style parody about not stealing music on the internet. Don't download this song. My guess for you is, I'm guessing that we had a match. I guessed for you, Close But No Cigar. Like that song a whole lot, but it was tough to choose on this album, so that did not make the list for me. All right, well, let's hear what you picked. My runners-up were Trapped in the Drive-Thru. Oh, okay. Because that is an ordeal. It is very funny in song form. And uh, runner-up, White and Nerdy. There was only, and I love white and nerdy. I love it so much, but there is one song I enjoyed better because I was a Green Day fan. So Canadian Idiot always makes me laugh. Sure. (laughs) So I picked that as my favorite. Boy, does he do an amazing Green Day parody. Okay. Well, that takes care of straight out of Linwood. Cornflake picked up a point there, pulling into the lead, I believe, for uh, part two of our game. But let's jump to 2011 and the album... Alpocalypse. I think your favorite song off of this album is CNR. It was not CNR. Not a song about Charles Nelson Riley, huh? It's a song about Charles Nelson Riley, a White Stripes style parody, which again, somebody had to explain to me because I don't know White Stripes very well, but a cool song. I like it a lot. 
it, it turns out apparently I'm a big fan of a teen pop of this era because I went with uh, TMZ as my favorite, which is a Taylor Swift parody <laughs> of uh, You Belong With Me, a song that I did not even know at the time. He did a great job with that. It's so funny. Song about TMZ, celebrities running from the paparazzi. And one of my runners up is another uh, teen pop girl of the era. I went with Party in the CIA. Oh, Miley. A Miley Cyrus parody. That is a great cartoon music video for it. Yeah. My other uh, runner-up was the Doors-style parody, Craigslist, which I found Mm. just amazing. Last time I saw Weird Al, they did Craigslist live, and it's fun watching them do that live because the Doors didn't have a bass player. Yeah. When they do that song, Steve J puts the bass guitar down, and he goes around to the keyboards with Ruben and plays a bass line on the keyboard instead (laughs) because you got to go with the Doors, no bass sound. I didn't notice that because (laughs) they did that at the last concert I was at as well. I was just... I was mesmerized by Weird Al's face as he sang Craigslist. It's very intense. (laughs) But for you, I could not figure out what in the world to pick for you. And so I ended up picking the mayor's favorite song. I had no idea what your favorite is. I did know what the mayor of Chickentown's favorite song is from this record. And so I just thought... Maybe that's Cornflake's favorite, too. <laughs> and so I went with that. Oh, I know which one this is yeah. that you're going to guess. It's Skipper Dan. And that's a runner-up for oh. me. I do enjoy that song. Well, I'm happy to at least scrape a point out of this round. Fun fact about the mayor in there, too. I like that. Yes, that's easily her favorite. She's a huge fan of Skipper Dan. <laughs> that poor guy. And my other runner-up was Whatever You Like. It's uncanny how well Weird Al can do (laughs) T.I. I don't even know what T.I. is, and I know that's a parody, but I've never heard the original. Ah, and the the original is also called Whatever You Like. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that does not always happen with Weird Al songs. I don't think that's ever happened before. The name of the parody is exactly the same as the name of the original. That's very strange. But fine. What's your favorite song? Oh, easily it's performed this way. Oh, okay. It's where when Weird Al wears the meat dress. Right, right. That's the parody (laughs) of Born This Way, of course. It is a really well done parody of Lady Gaga. And I remember all the back and forth when he almost wasn't allowed to release it. It almost went the way of that James Blunt song, You're Pitiful, from one of the other albums. Right. But... It finally worked out, and I'm so glad it did, because that is a jam right there. It is good fun. (laughs) I liked it the first time when it was called uh, Express Yourself by Madonna. (laughs) Remember? (laughs) Who wore the meat dress better? (laughs) Madonna or Gaga? Who indeed. Let's jump ahead to the final Weird Al record. And isn't it weird that Weird Al's most recent like actual regular studio album is now nine years old. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago that this album came out. Last time we actually got a regular full Weird Al record was 2014, the album Mandatory Fun. And the prior albums had some gems on them, but I loved this album front to back, the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Boy, that makes things a lot harder for you, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But you're up first. What's my favorite? Your favorite song is Lame Claim to Fame. Lame Claim to Fame is a runner-up. Yes. Just picking up those points one by one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My other runner-up was My Own Eyes. 
Interesting. That's one I almost guessed. Which just it sounds like a kind of hard rock song. And I, I only learned later that it was apparently a Foo Fighters style parody. Oh. I did not recognize it as such. I learned that just now. For my favorite, I went with Word Crimes. Oh, yeah. Word Crimes, a parody of Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, a song I had not heard. You're better off if you don't hear the original as far as I'm concerned. I don't know that I've ever heard it. You should keep not hearing it. The original is awful. (laughs) Okay, well, I will continue to not hear it then. It it has not been difficult so far. You're lucky. I don't know how you're the only person that dodged that song. What, that came out, I think, in 2013. I don't know how you avoided it, Kevin. It was everywhere, and it was terrible. I avoid everything. Cornflake, this album, the Mandatory Fun album... This was the first time it was a clean sweep of all the parody songs on this album. I did not recognize a single one of them. I had never heard any of the songs that Weird Al parodied on this album. That's how out of touch I am. Whoa. (laughs) Yes. I could not have been more proud (laughs) as I listened and realized I've never heard any of this before. I'm clueless, but word crime's so clever, so funny. Uh, So that's what I went with for my favorite. And for you, I went with the same. I picked word crimes for you. Yes, indeed. Is that your favorite? That is my all-time favorite on this album, yes. This is (laughs) the final round. This was my first time in either parts of the Weird Al game actually getting your very favorite from one of these albums. And it took until the very last one. So you want to hear what the runners-up were? Yes. Handy. I think Handy is hysterical. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know anything about Iggy Azalea, and I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but I, I think the sound of that song, I love the bass line. It's fun, and I, I love hearing Weird Al talk about DIY, fixing things. And my other favorite, Tacky. Oh, sure. With that, that star-studded music video, everybody lip-syncing the words. Right. And I, I think it's really, really funny. <laughs> Well, anyway, that wraps up the Weird Al game, Cornflake, and I guess uh, it's time to tabulate these scores. I'm so glad you've been keeping track because I totally got caught up in it and have not. Now, your idea last week was a combined score across both halves of the game, right? Correct. Yes. I'm going to stand by it, even though I don't really know how the second one turned out. I, I left that to you. I was sure this would be two separate games or one big combo game. You you wanted one big combo game. So last time, Weird Al Game Part 1, my score was 2. Your score was 6. So you were the, the clear winner last time. Part 2, I actually won. How'd that happen? Well, congratulations. Thanks to that. Uh, Your slam dunk with word crimes. My word crimes. That put me over the top. This week, so my score this week was five, your score was three, so I won this week. However, we we add everything up. I think I know what happened here. (laughs) My total score is seven, yours is nine. The winner is Cornflake, the big winner of the Weird Al game. Thank you, thank you. What a victory for Cornflake. What a moment this is in sports history. (laughs) But as far as I'm concerned, Kevin, we're all winners here. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're all losers. That is one other way to think of it. That's how I like to think of it. Considering we've now spent two weeks (laughs) just trying to guess each other's favorite Weird Al songs, I think that means we're all losers. It was harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm exhausted. 
Hope you enjoyed the Weird Al game, everybody. Tell us your favorites. Actually, uh, I know I know at least one or two listeners after Weird Al game part one uh, sent us what their favorites were for each album, which was it's fun to see those lists. So if anybody listening wants to share with us what are your favorites, do let us know. We are Weird Al super fans, so we're always happy to uh, hear what songs people like. But for now, Cornflake, get us out of here. Right. Head on over to Flopcast.net. That's our website. We are also at Facebook.com slash Flopcast on Mastodon, Universodon.com slash at Flopcast. We're on Instagram, the underscore Flopcast. And on Apple Podcasts, look us up, leave us a rating and or review. We would love that. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by the Sponge Awareness Foundation. So Weird Al's put out 14 albums. How many albums did the Sponge Awareness Foundation put out? 27. 27 albums. That's correct. Hopefully nobody will look that up. Cornflake, thanks for playing the Weird Al game, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this uh, <laughs> part two of this all this Weird Al silliness. I don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll figure something out. Meanwhile, please be safe, be kind, be silly, be weird. And we'll see you next week. Peace and cookies. I'm George from the Metal Geeks. I just want to let you know if you're looking for a place where we can chat about the coolest and the geekiest of things, comic books, movies, especially heavy metal, then you're not looking for anything else except for our show, Metal Geeks, where I'm always right and Carrie sometimes right especially when it comes to movies we're there having a good time me dave and carrie talking about geeky stuff and metal i repeat metal meets geeky metal geeks cornflake welcome to the secret after show the weird al guessing game after show yeah what are we doing as i was preparing the list for the second half of the game I was feeling like, okay, I know what one of my favorites is going to be once we get to the album that it's on. And Alapalooza goes by. It's like, oh, I thought that that Crash Test Dummies parody was on Alapalooza. And then it's Bad Hair Day. And it's like, wait, did I miss an album in between? (laughs) Because I wanted to pick Headline News as one of my favorites for one of the albums. This is my first time realizing, Kevin. That it it wasn't really released on on any of the major albums from Weird Al. That's correct. Headline News, the Crash Test Dummies parody was not on an album. I was convinced that it was on Alapalooza, but no, I was wrong. (laughs) Did you freak out? Yeah, I did. I was actually really (laughs) upset about it. I'm like, is there a Weird Al album out there that I don't know exists? Because where is Headline News in all of this? Turns out, no, it was just like a special release. Yeah, that was headline news. And it was about Tanya Harding and and, uh, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, various stories that were making headlines at the time that were pretty extreme. The creepy and crazy and weird scandals of the (laughs) mid-90s captured in a Crash Test Dummies song parody. Did you like the Crash Test Dummies? I sure did. I still do. You know, I do too. I saw them once in concert. I will forever be jealous of you for that. (laughs) I saw the Crash Test Dummies in, I'm going to say, 1994, opening for Elvis Costello and the Attractions. What a show that must have been. That's a show. 
They messed up the lyrics, though. There was no reference to Nancy Kerrigan at all. Oh. I was furious. <laughs> this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.